text for the message this afternoon is Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 14 verses. It's on page 724 in the Pew Bible. Ezekiel describing the word of the Lord and also what he experienced, the visions he saw. And we read Ezekiel 37, starting at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, There were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them. And flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Ezekiel 37 describes the gospel in a nutshell. The people that God had created to live in fellowship with him, they turned away from him until they were dead in their sins and totally depraved. However, God in his mercy brought some people whom he had chosen before the foundation of the world, he chose them to life again by giving them faith in him and allowing them to share in the limited atoning work of Jesus Christ on their behalf. And since God's grace is 
irresistible and invincible. When God the Holy Spirit dwells in the hearts of the saints, they can be certain that they will persevere. This gospel, in a nutshell, is also the framework that lies under the entire structure of the Canons of Dort, and which is repeatedly revealed in the contents of each of the four parts of this confession of the church. As we head into a preaching series on the gospel of salvation, as we confess it in the Canons of Dort, we will also be able to use Ezekiel 37 as a touch point, as a reminder of the big picture of our confession. The vision of the valley of dry bones was given by the Lord to the prophet Ezekiel as a message of comfort to the people of God who were in exile. Ezekiel 37 serves as a further explanation of the prophecy you can read in the chapter before, Ezekiel 36, verses 25 to 27, where the Lord promises, and I'll read it here, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put in you my spirit and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. The gracious message of Ezekiel 37 is that the Lord God Almighty has committed himself to giving faith and life to his chosen people who are dead in their sins, so that we might live in joyful fellowship with him for all eternity. And I preach you this gospel of Jesus Christ under the theme, Made Alive Again by the Spirit of God. We'll see a valley of dry bones, a breath of life, and a new creation. If you have Ezekiel in front of you, Ezekiel 37, verse 1, you can see how the the vision begins with the hand of the Lord on Ezekiel again. It's not the first time in his ministry. And by his spirit, we read the Lord brought Ezekiel to an unidentified valley. And when Ezekiel looked around, he saw that the valley was full of human bones. Now perhaps you have seen a skeleton of an animal or maybe even a replica of a human skeleton in your science class. We can then imagine a whole bunch of, of these bones now all separated from each other, mixed together. So there's a skull here, and rib bones there, a spinal cord there, all lying uncovered and scattered all over the, the valley floor. And the Lord allows Ezekiel to, to walk through, to, to see the extent of this scene. And walking among them, we see in, in verse 2 and following that he notices two important things. There's two beholds there. Behold, there were very many bones on the valley floor, and behold, they were very dry. Now the interpretation of this vision can be seen in verse 11 already. The Lord says that these bones are the whole house of Israel. And so he compares the, the sinful people of God who were crying out with no hope to a valley of dry bones. They are under the wrath of God for their sins. Their hope has dried up. 
The first step of restoration is recognizing the truth of our situation, seeing our need before a holy God, confessing our sins before the Lord. And we see the people of God doing that in verse 11. And then the Lord pays attention to his people's confession that they have empty hands, their their bones are dried up. And he responds to this repentant confession with the promise of restoration. Learning from the lesson of Ezekiel 37, we also begin our statement of faith in the Canons of Dort with the clear confession that on our own we are fallen sinners who are like the dry bones that Ezekiel saw in the valley. Under the curse and deserving death as the wages of our sins, we are as powerless to change our hopeless situation by our own strength as the dry bones lying on a valley floor. That's what we confess together. Without God's help in our lives, we are as disconnected as those dry bones lying in a big heap in the valley. We are as unable to to understand what it means to truly live as God created us to live. It's true as, as we have we are as unable to understand that as these pile of bones that are dry. People who are dead in their sins, like we read in Ephesians 2, they are unable to take even the smallest step toward life. Just have that picture of valley of the, of, of the dry bones in your mind. And that's why the question that the Spirit of the Lord asks Ezekiel in verse 3. Is, is so surprising. It says, Son of man, can these bones live? Now it's clear. It's clear to anyone. It's clear to Ezekiel that, that, there's, that there's no human way that these bones can live. It would be difficult for, for any one of us children, you can imagine, seeing that valley, even trying to, to get the right bones together for, for each body, just to organize that stack. If you or I had asked that question, Ezekiel would have had to tell us that there is no way that dead, scattered, dry bones could live again. That no person can bring a dead person to the land of the living. However, since for God nothing is impossible, and since it was God who was asking the question, Ezekiel was right to hesitate. Let God answer his own question. You can see the, the hope and the expectation in his answer is trust in God's grace and mercy, but he leaves the answer to, to the Lord. He replies, O Lord, you know. Ezekiel knows very well that God can make these bones live again. But would he? Was there a way for God to restore sinners to fellowship with him? The Lord answers these questions by commanding Ezekiel to prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Ezekiel is to be a a missionary or a, a preacher to dry bones scattered throughout the valley. This vision highlights the grace of God 
to undeserving sinners who are incapable of coming to the Lord in their own strength, even incapable of even desiring to come to the Lord. The Holy Spirit also shows us how God uses preaching to work faith in the hearts of the people that he has chosen to save, like we also confess in Article 3 of the Canons of Dort, Chapter 1. The Lord offers hope of life through the preaching. And he promised the dry bones that he will do everything that needs to be done to bring them back into life, into a living relationship with him. Look at verses 5 and 6 and and, and notice the, the emphasis on the Lord in this promise. He says, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you will know that I am the Lord. Although God's people sin against him, although we are by nature dead in our sins and rebellion, the Lord vindicates his holy name by restoring his chosen people to life again. It's a gospel message we proclaim, we believe. It's clear that if if you believe in the Lord, if you are here today and, and you believe this gospel, that is a work of the Lord God alone. Although God sends heralds of this joyful message as the means by which he brings people to faith, it is only the Lord who can bring life. That vision of the valley of dry bones leaves no doubt in our minds. Well, when Ezekiel obeyed the Lord's command and he prophesied to the bones, the valley erupted with the rattling noise of of bones coming together, each bone of each body being joined to the other bones that belonged with it. We can imagine the the shifting valley floor and and the the rattling noise echoing off the, the valley walls, the clack, 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 clack of the bones coming together. And then as if we were looking at one of those those body books that are used in science classes where the skeleton page is is covered by the red sinews and tendons page and then the outer skin page is placed over it all, Ezekiel sees the Lord literally restoring every person to the way he had created them until all the fresh new bodies with limber limbs and tendons and smooth, fresh skin filled the valley, lying there, waiting, breathless. Until Ezekiel obeyed the Lord's command to prophesy again, calling upon the four winds to to bring breath to the slain that they may live. Behold, breath came into them and they lived and they stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. You see, the generosity of the Lord in in the restoration of his people. What a message of hope for the people of God who had endured the punishment for their sins and had been confronted with their total depravity. And then comparing Babylon to the grave, 
In Ezekiel 37, verses 12 to 14, the Lord promised the the faithful remnant of his people that he would open their grave and and raise them up from their graves and, and bring them back to the land of Israel where he would bring the promised Messiah who would send his spirit to dwell within them so that they might live, and truly live. When you're feeling hopeless in your sins, You can find hope in God's grace, His promise to give true life and fellowship. The good news for us today is that what Israel experienced in their history of exile and restoration, that that serves as a picture of what God promises to do in every person that He has chosen. The vision that Ezekiel Uh, saw describes the work of the Lord that we confess together in the canons of Dort. Though we are dead in ourselves and, and by nature children of wrath so that we cannot do anything to save ourselves, God is merciful. God works faith in our hearts through the preaching of the Word of God so that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ might be a new creation and live forever in communion and and fellowship with Him in our bodies, in our flesh, with the Lord. In His amazing grace, God gives life to what is dead through His Word. He restores people through His Spirit to be a new creation. In this prophecy of Ezekiel, the Lord God is reminding us of the day He formed the first man, Adam, out of the dust of the earth before there was any human life in the world and on the earth. We read in Genesis 2 verse 7 that the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. Now when he speaks in the same way and with the same terms about the nation of Israel who had become dead in their sins It's a clear announcement of his his plan to change rebellious people who are dead in their sins into living, faithful servants of God who live before him as living creatures. And we see that that conversion from the sinner, the the sinner who doesn't care, to to the servant who, who loves the Lord, that conversion, that change is of the same character and nature as creation itself. Ezekiel knew that the Lord could turn dry and scattered bones into new and living creatures. But he didn't know exactly how God would do this. Ezekiel faithfully obeyed the Lord's command to preach. And he announced the promise that Israel would be restored to faithful service in the land of Israel after their time of punishment and exile was complete. But he could not see exactly how the Lord would make his people a new creation. Ezekiel could know that God's people are saved by grace alone. That God would use the the preaching of the gospel of hope to bring people to repentance. That God's Spirit would change people from dead rebels to to living soldiers in God's vast army. But he did not see how the Lord would fulfill these promises. And in this respect, we today, even the children among us, 
We may know more than Ezekiel did. And if you found that vision of the rattling bones coming to life in, in, in the body wonderful, if you found that vision wonderful, you cannot help but be even more astounded at the real thing. The real thing we see when we look to what God has done in our own lives. In Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, the Holy Spirit explains that although everybody was dead in trespasses and sin, God, who is rich in mercy, made all those whom He had chosen before the foundation of the world to be alive together with Christ. And it ends not because of anything they have done. How could it be? We're dry bones in our sins. But it was because of His love. It's by grace alone that the Lord poured out His Holy Spirit on the church at Pentecost so that He might dwell in the hearts of everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. And He dwells in the hearts of everyone who is united to Christ by faith like the breath of life in our bodies so that we might be a new creation. We read in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, which was the display text today as we came in. The gospel message that we confess, that we, that we cling to, is that we are new creatures by the grace of God and the work of Jesus Christ. We are new creatures equipped to serve Him forever, with our bodies, with our minds, with our, with our souls. And as we learn more about what we as a church confess in the statement of faith and the canons of Dort, it's helpful to keep that vision of the valley of dry bones in our minds. Every chapter of this confession of the church, of our confession, is based on the framework of God's revelation of how people are dead in their sins completely dependent on the triune God for salvation, united to Christ our Savior by faith that is worked in our hearts by the preaching of the gospel and made alive again by the Holy Spirit so that we might persevere in faithful service to the Lord for all our lives, for everlasting life. And in this framework of the announcement of God's gracious, saving work. As we, as we hear and see this, this offer of the gospel and we see ourselves believing that gospel and being changed by His amazing work in our hearts, the question comes to our minds. In all humility we ask, but why me, Lord? Why show this grace to me? Why did my bones clack and rattle together when they heard the preaching of the gospel while millions of others still lie in their graves? Did God consider anything I had done when he decided to make me a new creation? As we look at what the scripture reveals about these questions in more detail in the coming weeks, may the Lord use that rattling sound echoing in our lives from the prophecy of Ezekiel to remind us of the truth. We live by God's grace. Amen.